We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we are back in the parks today. Last week, we were out in the cruise and spent a lot of cruise bookings this week. But we are Mm -hmm. coming back home to Walt Disney World this week. Yes, excited for this show. It's another great team up with another great podcast. Amazing podcast. So stay tuned. But first, we need to give a shout out to some longtime Patreon listeners. Thank you so much, David. Lacey Dunkley, and Mike NCIT. Thank you so much for supporting Rope Drop Radio and just all of our Patreons in general. Uh, Thank you guys and uh, hopefully have some more bonus content and some more swag and some fun things to do. We did put some pretty interesting stuff up there from our recent trip. We did. That is for sure. So, And on that note, let's go to Apple Podcast Reviews. This week's is titled... My favorite podcast, five stars by Olivia Heaton, who I believe is a patron, Derek. Nice. Yeah. All right. Listening to Derek and Doug talk about Disney almost makes me feel like I'm at the park, too. Been listening for a little over a year now, and I can say this podcast is 100% my favorite. Thanks for everything you do to spread the magic. And then there's some um, fireworks and stars. I love how I it's hundred percent the favorite. I don't even know if it's my favorite that I listen to every well, week. It's not but my favorite. No, because I have to edit the show. Well, Thus, it kind of takes out the favorite part of it sometimes. Right. Let's talk about another podcast, Derek. Let's Into talk about intro. another one. We do. Uh, on today's show, we want to talk all things you had no idea you needed to know in order to make a Walt Disney World vacation successful. So in other words, I'm saying Walt Disney World is difficult to decipher. So to help break down and decipher what exactly we need to know for Walt Disney World, we thought who better bring on than Leslie and Joe from Disney Deciphered Podcast. Leslie runs a blog, Trips with Tykes, and Joe's a master of all things when it comes to credit card points and miles. You can find him as the Joe flies. They last joined us on episode 186. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having us. It's good to be back. Yeah, thank you for having us. Love yeah. talking to you guys. Before we get into today's topic, let's uh, just tell the Ralph Droppers what's new on your show, what's been going on lately. Well, we've been talking a lot about Disney <laughs> Genie Plus. That seems to be like every other episode, right? Yeah, the, that's about you know. right. Yeah, maybe <laughs> next week nope, here. Nope. <laughs> not a big yeah. topic at all. Not at all. It's not wrecking vacations across America or anything like that. Uh, I guess only in Florida, not in not in uh, California. So a lot of that. We just la- launched a new series, Ride Guide, where we're going to just get to geek out about our favorite rides. So we just had an episode go up that covered the two rides in Pandora. So more of that coming soon. And Joe, you were recently at Disneyland? I was, yeah. And like Leslie said, Genie Plus, I was telling Leslie, and I've said this a couple times now, it needs to be called something else because Genie Plus is not the same product in Disneyland as it is in Disney World at all. That's so crazy. 
just I don't understand what they're doing, but we have to deal with it because it's the only tool we have, right? Yeah, so. and I, like I think what I was saying was it's just they're just different products. You could just call them different names and then you have different expectations, but it's just so confusing. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they had a max pass versus fast pass. They did it before. They can do it again. The wheel of names is run out. Yeah. They can't spin it again. That must be the problem. So, well, today we're kind of going to touch on that sort of frustration, maybe some things you needed to know. So we're going to have some fun. We are each going to take a turn sharing something that you didn't know you didn't know right before going on a trip to Walt Disney World. This could be something for someone's first trip or just their first trip in a few years since the introduction of everyone's favorite add-on reservation system. The stuff you didn't even think to think of. So we are here today to think of them for you. We will start off with our guests and we'll work our way around. So, Leslie, you get to go first with something that you didn't know you didn't know before you go. All right. Well, I'm glad I led with the Genie Plus joke because this one is definitely inspired by Genie Plus. You didn't know that you were going to need to run tests on the Wi-Fi in your hotel room when you arrive at Disney World the first night. And the reason is Genie Plus and Individual Lightning Lane that you are going to be refreshing for Madly at 7 a.m. And if you have bad Wi-Fi, you're gonna be out of luck and it's gonna wreck your first day of vacation and potentially your subsequent days of vacation. So a lot of people don't realize Wi-Fi is really spotty over uh, Disney World. You could get a bum room that doesn't have service mm -hmm. at all, that doesn't have cell data service. So the first thing I'm doing when I get into a hotel room is I'm checking out the Wi-Fi. I'm then turning it off and checking my cell data service. I'm going on speedtest.net. I'm checking which one is faster. I mean, this is like geek level stuff. But if you're serious about getting rides in, you have got to have that advantage. And you know, once at the Disneyland Hotel, I did have to like go down the elevator and into the courtyard <laughs> because I didn't have service in my room at the Disneyland Hotel. Six hundred dollars right. a night, guys. That's a great tip. Yeah, that is. I I've had to leave the room and go like down a ways to do it. And so like you had three of us all standing there refreshing to get our Rise of Resistance boarding group. So same thing for Disney uh, with D Genie Plus, right? That's an excellent one. You didn't know you had to walk into a room. Yeah, one on Wi-Fi. You got one on data. Yeah, it's it's a process now. Yeah, I'll add to that. I like you also have to test whether at least for my phone and I'm on a Pixel 6. It's like if my Wi-Fi is on, but then the Wi-Fi isn't that good, then it tries to do it on LTE first or 5G now, I guess. And then it switches to the Wi-Fi and then it gets all confused and everything bricks. So you need to like know your phone, not just the Wi-Fi level of your room, but you also need to know your phone. Like you have to be very intimate with how the Internet connects on your phone. Otherwise, you're going to end up with... Um, uh, what's what's the error that it always says? It's, it's like we cannot load. Please reload the tip board at this time. We we cannot load no, or something like that. No, I've seen it too many times. I've blocked it out. But yeah, you don't want to learn that you needed to check that at 7:01 a.m. That's bad. So, all right, excellent one. That's I, we're already teaching people so many things. I'm very excited for this topic. All right, Joe, on to you. What didn't you know that you didn't know? Yeah, so uh, I want to lead with my big one. 
on our podcast. I don't, Leslie, I don't even know if you listen to our podcast after we record, but in the intro, I always say we're here to save you money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. And what I was thinking about today as we were thinking about what I didn't know that I didn't know was those three things are, you have to find a balance between those three things for yourself and your family. And you don't know what that balance point is between time, money, and stress until you've actually gone to Disney World. Like you can say, for example, that you wanna stay off site and save all this money, but then once you've like taken a bunch of Ubers or you know your bus at your offsite hotel only comes once an hour or you're watching the early theme park entry people go in half an hour before you and you're waiting a long time in line. Like, so you don't know what what that equilibrium is for your family between money, time, and stress until you actually go to Disney World. And I think that is one of the most difficult things right now to figure out before your Disney vacation. I mean, one simple example is Pop Century versus All Stars. They're both value resorts, right? But Pop Century is $30 more, but you're on the Skyliner. Mm -hmm. um, you're not with, no offense to, your kids but you're not with the soccer teams that are playing in tournaments and stuff like mm -hmm. that or the cheerleading groups and so you know maybe it's worth that thirty dollars like the amount of time and stress you save is that worth thirty dollars a night you kind of don't know that balance until you've at least done it once that's a great yeah, one that's a good the one. balance and i have learned with the advent of individual lightning lanes which one is my lowest concern? And that's evidently money because time and stress uh, beats it out every time when it exactly. comes to individual lightning lanes. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, just throw the money at the problem. Just throw it. Just throw the money. Money fixes bad... problems. Got it. Yeah, Derek, on your last, uh, on your trip report for your last trip and you were saying how you were just like paying all the money for all the things for your kids and you were like so excited that it was the first time, you know, one of, one of your kids was 40 inches and stuff like that. Like I totally felt that. I don't know if it's like the stage of the life, our lives that we're at right now. We're all kind of, the four of us, we're all kind of at the same stage of our lives, but money, it just seems like to save time and stress, money is the solution right now. So yeah. I don't know. That's just for us, though. And you got to figure it out for yourself. And that's what you don't know until you get there. Yeah, less time in line with my 12 year old is always a win. Well, yeah, four, eight, 12. 10. Yeah, no, 12 year old. Younger kids. Mm, okay. Older kids have phones. Yeah. It's okay. Anyway, Derek, how about yours? What's, uh, what did so you know? So, something I did not know was that I'm losing my hair. And about three <laughs> or four years ago, I would walk around Epcot and I had no idea. Like I had no idea I was balding. I, I'm not. Was this I'm not a rope lie. drop trip? It was. It was. It, yeah. And, okay. And I'm trying to remember. At yeah. the end of the night, I and you gave me a hard time for not wearing a hat, and I had done my hair. This I is why we have rope drop hats. Now, it, it's true. Too. It really is. So I had done my hair. I'm like, I want to look presentable. If anyone, you know, we meet people, talk to people, and. Um, I, at that night, I was in a lot of pain and my head was raw, like burnt, burnt, and it peeled for weeks. So now I wear a hat religiously at the park because I did not know that I was balding. And now I'm learning that in Florida, you will sunburn. So not only wear a hat for people who are losing their hair, but also wear sunscreen for people who have, uh, or, you know, can get a sunburn pretty easily. So things I did not know that I wish I knew. 
Well, I definitely knew that one as someone with ridiculous amount of Irish jeans and a redheaded daughter. My part will get burned at Walt Disney World in my hair. I was not in balding, so much pain. Not balding, was... but my part will burn and peel, and that's really uncomfortable. So I'm with you. Yep. And now, and now I see in pictures. <laughs> Leslie, do you wear a hat to cover up your part, or I, you know? I actually sunscreen my part sometimes. They have like sunscreen for that for mm-hmm. women. Yeah. And my daughter too. Yeah, that's my my family does that. The old sunscreen in the part. It's yeah, I just wear the hat. I learned the same lesson Derek once. I made that mistake. I didn't know it. You made it fun was, of me on our trip. Well, yeah, because I warned you and um I was like, wear a hat. And I did it at SeaWorld actually, way back. It would be eleven years ago. Yeah, I made that fatal mistake and uh, oof. That's a good one, Derek. Square hat. It's much easier. Learn. Yeah. All right. So for my first one here is the thing I you didn't know that you didn't know is that Disney's going to lie to you. They actually lie a lot. It's very concerning for a, a corporation that just straight up lies to you. My favorite one is, you know, we'll give advice, go to the parks an hour, hour and a half before rope drop, that sort of thing. And Rope drops when the park opens. If you ask the lovely cast members at the front desk of your resort or the concierge, when do the buses start? They will tell you 45 minutes before park open. That's a lie. It's always a lie. It's always been a lie. They've said it for decades. I don't know why, but they'll open earlier. So we'll have people tell us this. Like, oh, they said they don't open even as early as you said to be there. Like, oh no, trust us, they'll be there. And then they'll show up at 45, 40 minutes before. And like, oh, there was a line and evidently buses went. Yes, because they lie to you. Um, I think in my last trip report, I talked about um, a guy, you know, lying about when Buzz Lightyear was going to open. He knew exactly that it was going to open on the, on the hour. And he's like, nope, I don't know. Don't know. Go on Carousel of Progress, which wasn't open yet anyway. So they're going to lie. Um, they usually do know the answer. They just choose not to tell you. Now, when a ride is down, they really don't know. They don't tell those cast members when it's coming back. But I, I can't think of the Skyliner is another one where they lie about when it opens. Yep. Like, we'll go early and be like, ah, it's who knows how long it's been running. Liars. They're all they're liars. Really- they're really nice when they lie too. I happened to be at Disneyland the day they were soft opening Main Street Electrical Parade. Mm. And you knew something was happening because they were setting up like television quality cameras all over the place, like along what a parade route would be like. And so I was like, oh, what are these cameras for? Is the parade coming back today? And this was at about 3.45 p.m. And they're like, oh, no, the parades aren't back yet. They're just they're just setting up for some TV thing later, and there's a cast member party after hours, which was true. This is why the lying is so devious. They took a truth, and then they added it in there. And then at 4 o'clock, boom, announcement, Disney Parks block, Main Street Electrical Parade, soft opening. Like, the whole time I was like, don't lie to me. Look at these cameras. They're like, they could film the Christmas special here right now. <laughs> Something is going on tonight. Oh, I another one they did to us all the time. Do you remember the hoedown happening that happened in Frontierland? Like we, it was Claire's third birthday, and she really liked Clarabelle the cow because it's the same name, right? And that's the only place you could see Clarabelle or anything at that time. We asked like three cast members, any idea when the hoedown happening is going to happen? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Never heard of that. Like, like they've never heard its existence. 
it's like I, and then when it did happen of course the cast member you're asking is dancing in it like don't lie to me just just tell me in 15 minutes just like i have a little she's a birthday button on for crying out loud so there you go i got my my venting out i think i'm better now thank you good all right leslie what's uh what's next on something you didn't know you didn't know all right, well, lest we get too critical of Disney, I have something you didn't know you didn't know that's actually very positive. Excellent. Um, so the ne- there'll balance. be more negative later. Don't worry. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, and I discovered this fairly recently. Um, all Disney World hotels have self-service laundry facilities in them. I discovered this because I was going to a massive hotel in Hawaii that has something like, I don't know, several thousand hotel rooms and there was no self-service laundry on property. You had to walk like 10 minutes to like a laundromat in Waikiki. And I was like, wait a second, every hotel at Walt Disney World has self-service laundry facilities and you can monitor them remotely and figure out whether there are open washers for you to go look at. The website is laundryview.com slash Disney World. Because some of the these hotels have actually multiple laundry rooms. The bigger ones do. And so if you know one is out of washers, you can, you know, walk a little further and go to another one. So this is something I'm definitely going to be using on my next trip coming up in June, because in the summertime. I change clothes a lot. It's hot. It's sweaty. I don't want to pack. Your part sweats too. My part sweats. Yep. It feels. This is just going to be a gross episode. Um. So yeah, I'm going to be using that laundry, especially because I'm doing a Disney trip as part of a longer, uh, ten day trip visiting family. So definitely going to have to get some laundry in. I did laundry, uh, on a trip not too long ago. It was weird, Doug. I don't do laundry. I tend to ruin colors and shrink things. Makes sense. Telling the truth. Telling the truth. This like is definitely it. a trip you need like a woman on to be able to, you know, not that you know, men do laundry. Joe, I know you do it. Yes. So, Hello. But, you know. I did the laundry. <laughs> I, I do all the laundry here and I did the laundry at Disney World, which oh, shout out to Disney World's dryers. Normally when you use like a laundromat, the dryer doesn't dry stuff. Yeah. At least at the boardwalk, you know, it nuked our clothes. It was great. Yep. See, that's they where work. I drink things and get in trouble. That's awesome, Joe. I hope my wife doesn't listen to that little bit, though. <laughs> so, well, you need those villas where they're podcast, in. So. Yeah, you get the villas where they're in the room. Don't have to go to the laundromat. Mm, yeah. All right, Joe, what is your next one? All right, my next one is a small one and also a bit of news. I'm not sure if you guys Ooh. covered it yet, but we definitely haven't yet. Autograph books. I did not know that my kids were going to love the idea of getting autographs from the characters um, the first time I went met I went with my kids. And at the time they were handing out like index cards for the kids, but eventually we bought autographed books from Disney there, which of course were a lot more expensive. So I just had no idea that and not every kid's into it, but your kid might be into it. And our kids were so into it, they really loved getting the autographs. And so we learned quickly that if you buy autograph books from Amazon Mm -hmm. or something like that before your trip, they're 50 percent as expensive. And so that's something we learned. And the bit of news is that autographs are back. Um, I know people have mixed feelings about that. I mean, I'm happy for my kids, um, but I think they don't realize deep down that they're going to be waiting in a longer line because of all these autographs. But, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. Again, sorry to say that twice in one episode. 
Derek, do your kids do autographs? Uh, they did before the pandemic. We have so many of them. We have a stack, and I'm sure they'll be coming back when we go back in August. Leslie, my, my daughter loved them. Your, oh. your kids do autographs? They went through an autograph phase for sure. So my kids are now 13 and 8, and mm-hmm. my daughter, when I'd say probably – Eight, nine, ten was a big autograph phase. So I think we're probably just getting into it with my son. We'll find out in June where he stands. He's he's a little shyer than his big sister. So, you know, maybe maybe different interests. We'll see. You know, the funniest thing is I thought my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's nine, was like totally over autographs. But we were listening to something and she's like, Russell, is that Animal Kingdom? She's like, can I meet him? Can I get his autograph? And so I thought she was totally over characters but i i think she wanted to see like they're like do they get someone to play russell because she didn't know if he was a face character or whatever Mm -hmm. and i was like well you're just gonna have to find out yourself so you know even when they get older sometimes they still there's certain characters they will go for that's always great when a slightly older kid is still doing the younger kid stuff because they have the rest of their life to be old and grumpy like me so you know let them enjoy that if it's autographs they want even if they're 12 God bless them. Let them get the autographs. My kids never cared for it. Maybe it's because I was like, autographs. Because I, I yell, get off my lawn a lot. Literally, there's kids on my lawn Saturday. Wow. So, well, I, I just put stuff down, though. Like, really, sense. I was yeah. like, get Fertilizer. off the lawn. I literally yelled it like an old man, but like, they shouldn't. Okay. Anyway, Derek. I'm going to follow this up with a kind of fun one with my kids. I didn't know how much I was going to enjoy reliving Disney experiences with my kids. Like Mm. we talked about my, my youngest now being 40 inches, but I'm talking whether it be their first time getting an autograph or character meals. Like I am now reliving my childhood through their eyes. So every time we have someone talk to the show and they're like, ah, my kid's not old enough. We're going to wait a couple years. No, you're missing out on the now. I don't care if they're one, four, ten, it's always a good time to go to Walt Disney World. And now I'm reliving my childhood through their eyes. And it's just been a, a complete new experience that I would not give up for anything. And it's so much fun. And so I'm really excited talking about autographs to see uh, my littlest who's never experienced autographs because they haven't been around for the last two years. Maybe he will enjoy them. So uh, a lot of things that I will get to experience again with uh, with all my kids. Have you done a multi-generational trip? Like, I think one of the most kind of fond memories I have is my parents, who used to always take me on the people mover because I loved it, riding on the people mover with my son, who now loves it. He's the only one out of the three, but he's like obsessed with the people mover. And so all three generations of us. So I was reliving my childhood with them, but then my parents were reliving their younger parenthood with me and their grandson. So, you know, those multi-generational trips, those multi-generational trips, especially if your parents took you to Walt Disney yeah, World, that's can a goal for have us those sometime. special moments. Yeah, we, we've that. had a couple really good ones with that. My my parents just got right back into the mood of the old Magic Kingdom, and it was fantastic. And like one of my kids was like, I don't think I've ever seen Grandpa smile this much. So that was great. Derek knows what I'm talking about I there. <laughs> he's, your dad's he's, awesome. Scares me. Um, so, yeah, that's a great one, Joe. The multi-generational reliving is fantastic. I mean, I think about how fortunate we are to have a four-generation cruise 
one time. That was awesome. So glad we got that done. So. Ah, Sounds right. amazing. Yeah. Yep. It, well, my grandpa was the oldest one on the ship. You want to talk about Disney service. Like, he got treated like he owned the Hashtag owned the goals. Company. Am I right? right? I want to like, be 100 going on a ship. I think every crew member on the Magic knew his name. Like, every one of them. He's real outgoing, too. So that helped. But, okay. And we wonder where you get it from, Doug. There you go. <laughs> have, yeah. Hmm. All right, Derek, or no? I just yes. did mine. Yep, you just did yours. Yep. Joe's piggybacking on that. It's my turn. It is. It's my turn. All right, this one is. We're back to the the app, the old Genie Plus. Um, so my thing that I didn't really know before we went the first time with Genie Plus is that I should have spent more time looking at the tip board, getting familiar with it before i went now just to preface this you can't actually like do it beforehand unless you're gonna spend money and buy genie not to be there but you also have to have a valid park admission and uh park reservation like so it's you can't actually practice it for real but you should practice using the app Know what the tip board is. Know how to set up your preferences. Know where to find the attractions. Know how to move between one park to the next park in case you're planning to hop. Know those things so that's at least something familiar to you when you are there. And if you get up and do it at 7 a.m. Eastern, you kind of have an idea of how things move and shape over those first few minutes. Come look at it two hours later, and you can have an idea of what's realistic to get. And, like, don't compare, like, a Wednesday of a non-holiday and then, like, you're going to be there on Easter you know, and expect the same things. So have some realistic expectations and practice using the app would be one of my big tips. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I played along at home when Joe was on his last trip, just so I could see, you know, what somebody logged in. He he trusts me with his password, Ooh. guys. Oh, wow. I don't even trust wow. Doug with that. Derek, we're not there nope. yet. <laughs> So I, that was really helpful for me just to see things in action and see what he was booking and, and all of that. So and then, of course, when his app crapped out on him, I was there to be able to do do things occasionally, too. Didn't I buy Genie Plus for you, Joe, because um, you were trying to go to bed and I'm here on the West Coast. So it's not that, you know, not that late for me. And I think I, I purchased it for you. Yes, <laughs> you trip. did. I still I still have that glitch where I can't buy Genie Plus because of nonsense. Disney they don't IT. want your money. Yeah. They do not want it. I just heard when app apparently. crashes and I'm like, yep, nope, I got it. We're in. So why don't they want your money? What is their claim as to why it? The app thinks I have Genie Plus already. Like right now, they think I have Genie Plus. Even it's though infinite. I don't even have a part. Yeah, you they think always I have infinite. it. Yeah, they think I always have it. Oh, so that would be awesome if you did. I can't even find the button to purchase Genie Plus. And so the hack that we figured out to get around it is you have to log in as a friend. And as long as they're friends with me, they can buy Genie Plus for me. So Leslie logged in as Leslie and she went to go buy Genie Plus for herself, even though she wasn't even in Disney World, and then unselected herself and selected me. It's that, that sounds the nonsense so complicated. No. Any of our listeners happen to know anybody that fixes bugs, just saying. Joe has one that for you. That sounds awful. 
And it's a known, it's a known bug. I mean, a lot of other people, does it tend to happen to annual pass holders show or is it? I think annual pass holders have it the worst. Yeah. Name Joe. And and it's not an Android and it's not an Android thing because I logged in as myself on my wife's iPhone and still no good. It's, it's on the Disney backend. I mean, you know, glad it's not me. Just going to say that. Oh, absolutely. That would drive me insane. Wow. I have other issues. With the app. <laughs> yeah, Derek, that's a long list. That's a whole different Patreon episode right there. Yeah. So practice using the app and hopefully you can buy it. And I'd say try to buy it the night, you know, before. Don't try to buy it at 6.59 a.m. Be well in advance, especially if you run into that problem. So there you go. Practice makes perfect. All right, Leslie, what is your next one? All right, well, we're back to criticism. So you didn't know that Disney is going to essentially make you make all of your park plans and dining reservations 60 days in advance. But then they're going to change things on you that within the 60-day window in ways that totally affect what park you want to go to and where you want to eat a meal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm experiencing this right now. My dining uh, reservation window just opened about 10 days ago, I made a bunch of plans, but made, I made my park reservations even prior to that. But I don't know right now, Cosmic Rewind's going to open in the interim, and I don't know the method that I am going to be able to use to get on a Cosmic Rewind. Is it going to be a virtual queue <sighs> yeah, that I have questions. to have an Epcot park reservation for? So right now I'm holding two Epcot park reservations on a four-day trip because I don't want to like miss the chance of riding cosmic rewind. If it's a virtual queue that starts like right. that morning yep. and I have you to have, to have it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. Our Memorial weekend trip. The only park pass we have for all the days is Epcot because we don't know how it's going to work. And so this is, also, we didn't why, know, is we didn't it, why, why haven't they said know. anything by now? It's driving me nuts. Cause my kid is going to be there too during that time. Don't forget they're going to change the park hours on you yeah, two weeks gonna, before your trip yeah. too. So that you, you made the breakfast that's going to end right as the park opens. And then like, ah, eh, we're going to open an hour early. And now that has happened to me the best yep. hour of park time because you decided to eat at, you know, cold eggs and buffet bacon. It's they just, just had a really bad one at Disneyland. Um, the, you know, world of color just reopened at Disneyland mm-hmm. And a lot of folks worked really, really hard to get the very few, you know, dessert parties and dining packages and things like that for World of Color. And then within the 60 day window, they announced that they're going to do some after hours events in uh, Disney California Adventure where World of Color is going to be canceled those nights. So they canceled all those people's dining packages and dessert parties and things like that. Just do the show twice, Disney. Come on. Oh, yeah, they love to change the park hours. So be prepared. I'd say be flexible. But when you have park passes, it's harder. Um, But as soon as you hear park hours are changed, reevaluate, change your park passes right away if you want to. Um, It would be really nice if that 2 p.m. hop time vanished. Just it bugs me to no end at this point. I want to hop for lunch sometimes and I can't. Yeah. Are we just complaining about things now? Is that what I started doing? I just, <laughs> sorry, happens. I'm. Get off my lawn. 
Yeah, they really were on my lawn. There's <laughs> chemicals freshly. I just think it's weird that you yelled at your own kids to get off. No, your lawn. no it wasn't my like... kids. <laughs> know, my kids don't go outside. They're indoor kids. It was. He yells down the at street. my kids when they come over and visit his house and get off the lawn. I don't yell. I just patiently, patiently say it in my head. I just, I know they're they uh, extroverts. Mine are not. Mine are indoor kids. They're never in the lawn. They don't even know what it's. Where the grass See, is. I have or... no grass in my lawn right now. It's insane. Well, that doesn't sound like a lawn. Nope. Anywho, um, Joe, are we? Is it your turn? Is this where we're? Yeah, I think I it's think my so. turn. Yeah. I, I got okay. one. It's uh, not complaining about Disney. It's complaining about my own family, and it might only Excellent. relate to them. But <laughs> I did not know how slow kids are in the parks. Oh my I mean, gosh! Nailed you know, it. Like you, you know conceptually that they are slower than you. And of course, you know, we have the luxury, we go to the parks as adults and without our kids sometimes, but like conceptually, you know that your kids are going to slow you down. But in reality, you do not realize how much they actually slow you down. You know, it's like you have this plan. It's been so hard to come up with this plan because Disney changing things, but you have this plan. It looks great. And then boom, Got to go to the bathroom. Bathroom. Oh, oh, forgot God. this. Yes. You know, all of a sudden, you know, they don't know how to. Like one tip is, even if your kid's a little bit older, maybe get the stroller because you know you're going to be moving a little bit faster in the stroller. But then all of a sudden they don't. All of a sudden they don't remember how to put their seatbelt on in the stroller. You know, it's just thing after like every everything that your kids do that slows you down getting out the door at your own home. It's like times four in Disney World minimum. So didn't know that, even though I knew it, but I didn't really know. Kids are the best. Yeah, I have a little piggyback on that. It's the stroller. Like you also don't realize just because your kid's done using a stroller ever at home for years, they still need one at Disney World. Like your five-year-old used one not too long the last trip. I our first trip with three kids, I remember we bought an umbrella stroller from Target because it's like, oh, the five-year-old evidently can't walk, which, you know, we we went hard. We went, yeah, it it was child abuse probably of the amount of walking we did for a five-year-old with little tiny legs. She still has little tiny legs, so, you know. I mean, we forget, like, 25,000 steps to an adult like, 40,000 steps to a kid. That's a lot. Right. Right? Yeah. What, they don't do that every day at school? They don't, that's not just their, what they're already As doing. long as they're wearing a hat sure. and not getting a sunburn, they're going to be okay. <laughs> that's right. Yep. That's right, Derek. That's a great one, Joe. Yeah. You didn't know your kids could be so slow. That's all kids. Not just yours. Especially at rope drop when I'm literally dragging them like we have to get on the rope for A, the picture, B, the podcast, B, C, to get first in line for something. Sometimes my kids do the opposite there, though. They leave me. They're, yeah. they're like they're faster now. Alden lost a shoe at rope drop once. That was fun. But that's a whole nother story. Anyway. All right, Derek, what's your next one? OK, this is for me. I didn't know that uh, I really like ADRs and that I need to sit down and take a break during the day because my wife and I were talking about this episode back in our honeymoon and our few, first few trips. It's like park, go, 
go, go grab a snack. Maybe, I don't know how many times on this show have I not eaten until like four o'clock in the afternoon. And so now I didn't know how much that ADRs are important. uh, And now how much I enjoy going to all these unique and fun restaurants throughout Walt Disney World. And that it's a good break for my kids and a good break for me. And especially as I'm getting older and balder, um, it helps with, you know, sun. And so ADRs, are very important and it's good to get off your feet and be able to rest a little bit. That is a good one, Derek. Yeah. yeah. Plan ahead. Get the service while you sit there. You can also mix in the character meals, do two things at once. Knock them out and get the autographs. We talked about that. Yeah. With a little bit of like pasta sauce on the pages, you know, however that works Wonderful. out, whatever they're eating, chicken nuggets mixed into the books. Just don't be like Derek and go, you know, until four o'clock in the afternoon before you try to feed people. Or yourself. Yes, Derek. Yes. All right. I'm next. This is my last one. And then it's up to you guys to carry the show for however long we do this. Um, This one is, I didn't know that I needed everyone in my group to have a good idea of what they want to eat at every restaurant we're planning on go to. And this is more a counter service. So I'm keeping it in the dining. I don't sit down. They can look at the menu when you sit down. Right. But when you're trying to do a mobile order and you're in line, it's nice that everybody has like had the heads up. Hey, we're going to eat at Columbia Harbor House today. Everybody in my family has their own phone. They have the app. They're intelligent enough to run said app. They're all capable of looking. But every time it's like, what did you want from Columbia Harbor House? I don't know. Like, have you looked at the menu? We just get murmurs back. So I didn't know I needed to force them to look at it. So maybe the line previous to the line you're actually going to place your order, you're like, open the app, open the menu, look at what you want so that you can answer that. Because when you're ready to place that mobile order, it's not time to get five different opinions on who has the best chicken nuggets in all of Walt Disney World. It's guys, no, we're eating here. It's Pico Spills. There's no chicken nuggets. Pick it out. What do you want? Nachos? Great. We're going to order that because you couldn't tell us fast enough. So uh, not that this is coming from any place of experience at all, as you can tell by that story. So there you go. Pick out your food, even at the counter service in advance. Just to add on to that, you you also cannot modify your mobile order. So they need to pick it out. And they need to be sure of it. Although if the window is still open, you can make a new one and then cancel the old one. But if the window's closed, like you can't get that window anymore, yeah. then you're just, you know, you forgot to order a drink. You're going to be thirsty. Nothing angers me more as a parent when we get up to the front, I get the food. I'm like, no, this is what you picked an hour ago, but it's not what you want now. I don't care. You're eating this. Oranges are good for you. Be quiet. Yeah. Well, my son at least um, has done us a solid in that he pretty much only eats cheeseburgers. So that makes it really easy for us. We just went to Hawaii and he had a cheeseburger for every dinner and every lunch the entire trip. So I guess if places don't have cheeseburgers, we're not eating there. Yeah, that's at least it's not chicken nuggets because, man, for a while there was no chicken nuggets in Epcot. Epcot. There's no entire part. No chicken nugget free zone. Like. They had something against them. So <sighs> ordering was rough in Epcot where kids had to make decisions. And when I say kids, I mean 16-year-olds. <sighs> You're never too old for chicken nuggets. I'm just going to put that out there. It's probably the number one food on college campus after pizza. 
My nine-year-old won't even eat chicken nuggets. I'm just like, what's wrong with you? They'll come around. Yeah. My my youngest went through a phase where she refused to eat chicken nuggets. They gotta find the right dipping sauce: honey mustard, barbecue, ketchup. Once you find your your sauce, you're good to go. Yeah. Let's hope. In fact, that's gonna be my Twitter poll: What's your chicken nugget sauce this week? We're putting it on there. I'll put a bunch on there. All right. Yep, let's write that let's... down. Mine's buffalo. Anybody? It's a nice one. Yeah. I, I go, someone agrees. I I I, I go with the. Um... Standard sweet and sour, though. But buffalo is nice. It gives you a little bit of variety. Yep. The uh, Polynesian sauce from Chick-fil-A is pretty good, too. It's a good one. I like the regular Chick-fil-A sauce. So I, I actually, like, hoard it in my house and use it for other foods. You and my son would get along. I don't think there's a food he won't dip in it. <laughs> son, it does not belong on tacos. That's, so That's the bridge too far. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Leslie, do you have any left for us? All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll add one more to the mix. So you didn't know that you really should pack two pairs of walking shoes oh, because yes. you're going to get blisters in one place and then you're going to get blisters in the other place when you switch to the other shoes. So you can switch back and forth and give your blisters a break. That's smart. What if your wife packs too many ears to where you don't have room for more shoes, though? Ooh. You I need don't know. the ears I'm... that stack on each other like Russian nesting dolls so it doesn't <laughs> right? take up as much space. Do you share a suitcase with your wife? I, I mean, sometimes this, the it just spills over into my bag and... I mean, I'm pretty I don't good on much. the ears. I usually only take like sometimes I take trips with that where I don't even pack pack any. So Wait, I guess I guess That's my husband weird. is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I she's sunscreening like her part. Them. What does she need most? <laughs> true. It's true. I don't want to carry them around. Like I like traveling really, really light in the parks. I like to have maybe just a small purse. I mean, now that my kids are older and we've graduated, we don't need the diaper bag or the big backpack. I like to have just a small purse and yours don't fit in that purse. So sometimes I don't pack them like for like a one or two day trip, like especially to Disneyland. I often don't pack any. So I, I will be taking some to, to Florida this June. Don't worry. Okay, that's good. Derek, do you want to do your sock ones? I am. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. So right. I am going socks off, off the shoes. Uh, I didn't know that you go through a lot of socks on some Walt Disney World trips. And also, not all socks are made the same. And so I have really spent some time um, by trial and error literally, uh, finding out what socks work well and what don't. And my kids are actually having the same issue because they've had blisters and whatnot. So my son knows what football socks he wants to wear and what he can't. And so, yeah, have a good pair of socks and also bring maybe, you know, three extra pairs, four extra pairs. In fact, thank you to Doug and a few of our Patreons and listeners yeah. who have sent me socks over the years. It's a um, regular gift it for is, him. It has been. In fact, I probably have over a dozen pairs of socks given to me by uh, Rope Drop Radio people because uh, I have forgotten them or an extra pair at the parks. And it's a lesson that it might take a few times to learn, but I have learned it. Did you? Have you fully? I had two extra pairs on our last trip together, and we were on the Star Cruiser. I'm okay. getting there. In fact, I'm wearing a pair of socks right now, Doug, that you bought me. Congratulations. Yes. It's beautiful. My sister-in-law just gave me uh, socks called Bombas. They're oh, like those, I have socks. a lot of those. They're great. Those they're are very the good. They're, yes. They're, I mean, I, I use them to run. 
Uh, people can't see that I'm using air quotes, but I use them to run. But I find in the parks because they are the they, best. Very little friction. They work very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the best park socks though are absolutely uh, from Redbubble. You can get rope drop radio socks. There you go. They may not be the most fashionable, but it depends on your definition of fashionable. Very good. Yeah. Just had to plug that. All right, Joe, what is yours? All right. So I'll finish up with uh, my wife. You know, I was like, oh, I got to record a podcast tonight. And, you know, I told her what the premise was and everything. And she's, you know, my wife, for those who don't listen to Disney Decipher, she's not a very big Disney fan. um, And she kind of goes under duress, even though she enjoys herself when she's there. But still, like she could not go back for five years and be happy. And who knows? Maybe she won't. But she said, make sure they know that they don't know that they are basically visiting another country and it's like another country or another city in that you are going to make plans to go back to see some of the stuff you miss. You know, like one thing, you know, before all this happened, we used to love going to Europe, but I love going to the same city a second time because, you know, I get to see the stuff I missed and I know it better. And then I appreciate it more because I know it. And so she was saying, make sure that they don't know that they don't know that it's like visiting another country that has its own culture and its own norms and its own set of rules. And your husband will make you go back to do all the stuff you missed. That's what she said. That's fantastic. Every one of my friends who have taken like a first trip in the last couple of years have said almost that exact same quote. Nowhere else do people wear mouse ears, right? You're just talking set of norms, the customs of Disney world, matching (laughs) t-shirts It's clothes, it's phrases, you know, it's like a different language. Yeah, people you know? like text me, what's the Disney bubble? I'm like, oh, here we go. Maybe not right now with uh, customs and all that stuff. But I think in a lot of ways, it's more complicated than going to at least the United Kingdom. Like, I feel like the United Kingdom is not that hard compared. You do not need to, you don't need to decipher an app, uh, pardon no. the pun. That's true. To oh, go to well, the United no, Kingdom. Good you pun. can just like show it. up and figure it out. Yeah, I totally agree. I tell people, I mean, because I, I write about travel with kids generally, especially younger ones, you know, I'm like, if you've done a trip to Disney, you can travel the world because mm-hmm. you've already done the hardest thing, even with like a baby or a toddler, you know, <laughs> it's 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 harder than you think. This may be a family friendly destination, but it's a lot of work. That is that that might be the best answer. And um, yeah, I. I thought of my other one. I should have written them down. I'm like, I knew I had four. But now I just don't know if I, I need to do anything else after that one. Derek, or wait, you already went, Derek, didn't yep. you? Leslie, do you have any more? No, all out. All right, Derek, do you have any others? No. I think that's a good one to finish That's on. a good one to it's end on. It's a different world. Yep. Literally, literally. You just don't you have need to, to decipher it. it. Yes. So there you go. All right. Awesome. Well, I know we missed some, so uh, definitely listeners, let us know. Uh, We'll put it on all of our social media, at Rope Drop Radio. You didn't know that you didn't know. So uh, love it, and I know we have some good ones coming from you guys. But thank you guys so much for being on the show. Why don't you take a minute right now and tell our listeners where they can find you? Well, you can find me at Trips with Tykes on all sorts of social media, Twitter, Instagram, 
the my blog. Um, Joe writes there too as well. So actually both of us are there. Joe, I'm going to let you give all of our handles because every time I do for Disney Deciphered, I mess it up. So <laughs> you <Sure>. do those. <laughs> yeah, you can find me uh, at As Joe Flies all over our social media. And you can find Disney Deciphered anywhere you find podcasts, wherever you're listening to this find podcasts you can find us there as well if you want to connect with if you want to connect with disney deciphered on social media it's at wdw it's at wdw deciphered on twitter and disney deciphered on facebook and instagram i'd say the easiest way to find the podcast would probably be in the related or similar to it always pops up it's like always it's awesome there. you guys yeah, we're always it's like right, right next there. to each other it's beautiful yeah. bff yes. we it's need great. to be on each other's shows more often so there so, you go there you go yeah definitely uh check that out listeners they are a great show and uh glad you guys were able to come on and talk a little bit more and we'll put a bunch of that stuff in the show notes and of course if you want to book a trip to walt disney world to experience all these things and decipher it for yourself you need to contact the rope drop queen herself michelle mcknight in fact she gave me another quote today so thank you michelle her email is in the show notes and she'd love to connect with you be sure to follow us at rope drop radio and all the things and if you want the bonus patreon episode that we're about to record you need to go into the show notes and click that link to help support the show but that is all the time that we have so thank you disney decipher thank you joe and les Doug and I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.